I think I got 16,000 pounds a year. What's that in Australian dollars back then? Oh, not much. 40? Yeah, no. Less, way less than that. Yeah, right. Probably 30. $30,000 a year. How many um, hours a week? A lot, like 60 hours. But I didn't think of anything of it because I was having so much fun. This is a Life on the Past podcast, exploring the journeys, stories and personalities of Australia's best chefs. Whether you're a veteran of the industry, an aspiring chef, or someone who wants a deeper understanding of what goes on behind the scenes of your favourite restaurants, this podcast is for you. Brought to you by Hunter Street Hospitality, I'm Jeremy Fennick. In this episode, I continue the conversation with Jack Stewart, chef owner of Bloom Restaurant. So you mentioned cooking of the fire, are you a big fan of um, Agnes here in I have not been to Agnes yet. Yeah, right. right. But my mate worked there, and he um, was telling me all about it. But it's all, it's on my list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, we just cook over charcoal. At yeah. Home. Um, yeah. But you know, we're making our own our own sourdough, our own kombucha, um, garams. Yep. Um, all the kojis. Kojis is a great way of marinating meat. It's yep. so good. Um, we did with a pearl barley koji. Um, so we use these things sparingly. Yeah, so it's not over. Yeah, um, but we use it um, for the right purpose and and you know, yeah, and stuff like that. So very very minimal food. Yep. Um, it's it's complicated simplicity as I like to call it. On the plate it looks simple, um, but it's complicated. Like the beetroots, the cherry beetroots, we cooking in clay okay. at the moment. Um, the clay um, is porous, so it will take out all the moisture. Yeah, right. Beetroot, so you can slice it super thin. Yeah. Um, and it still has a good texture. Yeah, right. And uh, we cold smoke them. We make a dressing with like 10 kilo of beetroots, reduced down. Um, we make our own sour cream with Jersey creme fraiche and then dried fennel, fennel pollen. So just for that one little dish, it looks so, so simple. Yeah. But it's so much work. Yeah. And that's all our dishes are like that. Yeah. No, Very kind of, yeah, almost a Japanese aesthetic. Perfect. Sounds great. And um, how would you describe your, your food or the cuisine? The Complex simplicity, as I said. We try, most importantly, is to make it as delicious as possible. Yeah. Deliciousness over everything. Yeah. Over seasonality, over... It has to be delicious. Yeah. And then work back from that. I think that's why we get such great great feedback. Yeah. We want to give people something different, but also something they know, like, you know, warm bread and perfect temperature butter. Can't beat it. Yeah, just those simple things. And I think that style of food... Sometimes food can get way too complicated. It's like too many people talking in a room yeah. and you don't really, you know. Yeah. A lot of young chefs, I see it all the time because they lack experience and, and they're still trying to find their feet. And I did it as well when I was a young chef. Yeah. You see like Cornell or something and all like 16 different things on the plate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, got, it's, just, it's not like, it just says I don't know what to do. Well, it also <laughs> says, I think, I think when you're a young chef, you're, you're used to working for other people and you cook for other people's food the whole time yeah. and you cook in the line and, and then you have all these ideas and then you finally get let free and then mm. you bring everything onto a plate. Yeah. I, uh, and I used to do it all the time. I yeah. make like a lime air. Yeah. It's just lime juice and lecithin and it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. You have to learn how to leave things off and when to leave things off and also exactly, that yeah. you're not cooking for yourself. You're cooking for a yeah. guest, yeah. you know, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's all well and good to cook things that you like to eat and that, you know, but it has to be for the, for the clientele and there has to be. Mm. And when... I guess when you've got success like you at, at Bloom and you know you're doing the right thing. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll get a lot of people coming back, like a lot of regulars. Handwritten letter. Yeah, handwritten letter. Um, and there's a lot of personal touches at Bloom. That It's a very personal restaurant. Yeah. It's kind of like a Bon Iver album. Okay. It's very indie, you know. I've got my uncle Angus, who used to be the Supreme Court artist. 
he used to sketch all the criminals and murderers. Yeah, right. He lives next door and he'll come and sketch the guests and give them to them at the end of the meal. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> for free? Yeah, for free. It's a really? gift. Really? Yeah. People cry. Really? Yeah. We've had one person out of two, almost a year and a half that was really uncomfortable. But, yeah. <laughs> it's not a caricature, is it? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you see in, like, or just more like a sketch. Up a sketch. It. Yeah. And he's yeah. really good at it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, it just adds that touch. And yeah. Every he, guest. Um, he comes in maybe once or twice a weekend. Okay. But sometimes he'll just like go off for three months and just disappear. Like he's a, he's a, he's a wild guy. He's a wild uncle. How long does it take him to do one person? Really quick. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> Must quick. be a nice change for him to get... Guest eating as opposed to yeah. criminals in a courtroom. The problem is people sometimes expect it, and, the, and when he's not there, they get disappointed. Yeah, um, they will now. They hear this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then yeah, we're gonna want us to be starting doing handwritten menus. My mom's gonna handwrite the menu. Yeah, I love a handwritten menu that it's, they can take home as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're gonna have to work out how to have that many. <laughs> yeah, maybe photocopy it. Yeah, <laughs> is that cheating? Yeah, no. If she if she signs it. Okay. If you sign it, yeah, yeah, something they can take home for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. nice. Yeah, um, we want to start. We want to start giving making compost. So yeah, you know, we can give it to the guests when they leave. Yep. They can oh, take yeah. their rubbish with them. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very personal restaurant. I think with small restaurants, it's really easy to make people happy. With a big restaurant, it's really hard to get you know great feedback all the time because yep. it's got so many different. Cogsler, you know, you've got so many different staff. Yeah. Um, so it's tr- it's kind of hard to give everyone an amazing experience at a big restaurant. Yeah. Um, within a small restaurant, you've got a higher chance yep. of, of making an amazing experience. You know, if we've got 20 people at once, we can make sure, you know, every table, um, take time to talk to them and, and stuff like that. And that's what people love about Bloom is we don't turn tables. So, so there's no, no, no outbites? No. So you get you, you get your table and that's it. So, yeah, we do a lot of little touches. Like someone wanted cigarettes the other day, so I ran down and got them cigarettes. Yeah, right. A little bit kind of 11 Madison Park, but yeah. not too not yeah. too crazy. I don't Google, you know, the anniversary. And <laughs> <laughs> what do they smoke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, already what? Instagram photos. Actually, of them some guy wanted a cigar, so I went down to the IJ and got him a cigar, and it was like the worst cigar. I bet. And he's like, I'm not smoking that. <laughs> From the IGA. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, but no, we do that, and we, um, we try and make – you know, if someone's staying next door, my aunt and uncle's Airbnb, I might give them half a bottle of wine just to yeah. drink it, yeah. drink it home, and little touches like that. And yeah, nice. Yeah, driving guest home once. Why not? If you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love it. Another idea is um, you could always give them a seed with the compost. Yeah, and then they could. Plant That's a good it. idea. So when that plant grows, and yeah. they, you know, yeah. they think of you. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's been a wild, wild ride. Um, you know, when it first opened. And that success, that's a that's a massive buzz. Yeah. Like like it's yeah, it's a crazy feeling. Yeah. Um so you were in the top top restaurants in Queensland through Golden yeah, Traveller yeah, this, yeah. this year, right? Yeah, and fi- yeah. and financially as well. Yeah. Just I went from earning like seventy thousand dollars as a head chef yeah. to now I'm like three hundred thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's cause the outgoings are so low out there. Yeah, right. Um the rent's really low and, yeah, and right. people spend quite a lot and there was no staff because wages are huge. Yeah. So I was like making 30% profit margin, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And I don't, I don't, ex- no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. No, you're expecting the opposite. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, sl- it's slowing down, it's slowed down now, but it's still, still doing really well. But yeah. at the start, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> and you say the bowls club. So to, back to that, that is tricky. 
You mm. know, you've got that that price point there. Mm. You know, how do you see that happening? Yeah, I know. That's I don't. Yeah, we really need to work out what our vision is or what we need to do because every week it's kind of changing. Because I think when you're not hitting the mark, yeah, you get into a bit of a crisis mode. And you're like, oh, well, we need to do this. Yeah, and then the next week, all right, we well, know we need to do this. Yeah, I think we had a table wait for an hour. Yeah. Over an hour, and the guy was so un- so unhappy. He like tried to fight, fight yeah. the head chef, tried to punch yeah. on with the yeah. head chef. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> this is the country. Yeah, people want their food fast. Yeah, and big portions, and yeah. everyone comes out and eats at six o'clock. Yeah, so that's the other nightmare. You got ninety people coming between six and six thirty, and then the rest of the night, it's no one. So you're done by like eight. It's an hour of power. But I started doing free bread for everyone. Okay, um, so at least you know if they're waiting, what self made bread. Um, focaccia. Yeah. Yeah, just a bit of, just a time over. Yeah. So, we've, yeah, we've started doing that. Well, hopefully with you. Where's, where's she from, the new head chef? She just moved up from Sydney. Um, she's worked at all over there, Key and lots of fine dining places, actually. Yeah. I think she's kind of just moved to Ipswich and it's a bit of a lifestyle change and yeah. a step back. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that. She's been in there now and, and making some changes and, yeah. and just have that someone that, you know, knows what they're doing and can control it. I had a chat with Mark Best last week and we are talking about the term, the blanket term, mm. modern Australian, and how yeah. it's a bit tiresome. Yeah. You know, you've got yeah. a huge country with a lot of different regions and a lot of different unique yeah. produce and yeah. Yeah. and then you have one blanket term that covers it, basically. And it would be nice to have different areas in Australia. So yeah. the far north Queensland, for example, with the tropical fruit and veg and, and reef fish. And then yeah. you've got the scenic rim with obviously hard on, you know, yeah. Really great dairy by the sounds of it. Absolutely, um, yeah. And then, you know, it would be nice to have, to see that even more kind of regionalised. Yeah. And then be able yeah. to have in, say, five or ten years, you know, instead of calling it modern Australia and it's southeast Queensland and then it's far north Queensland. Yeah, it's, no, you know, that's it's, cool. That's like that. western or, or the Kimberleys, for yeah. example. Yeah, they certainly and, have that in other countries, right? They have that huge, yeah. yeah. So Italy, yeah, you, would, yeah. you would never say it's Italian food. If you're in there, you'd say it's, you know. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so many different regions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, like... Ben Devlin down in Pippet, he's just doing, like, doesn't do any hooved animals, you know. He just does seafood, poultry. Okay. Why is that? I think just uh, he wants to leave a, a you know, a less of a footprint. Okay. Um, but that's, he's in that area, so he's yeah. he's hyper-focused in that region. Yeah. Um, a lot of native ingredients and stuff, so. Yeah. yeah, we're very kind of focused on what's around us. Yeah. yeah great. Have you eaten that much in Australia since being back? Yeah, I love going to... Um, in Queensland, I love going to um, Goma. Oh, yeah. And Gerard's, I really enjoy. Yeah, both great restaurants. Essa, yeah. um, we used to work with those guys oh, at yeah. Gage. Yeah. So, yeah, I always, always go back to those kind yeah, of places. Right. I really like the green on James Street as well. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, a, um, breakfast. Middle Eastern food. I love it. We always go back there. Yeah, no, definitely don't have much time anymore, but. Yeah. And how would you, how would you compare Australian hatted restaurants to Michelin star restaurants? Yeah, I think, I mean, to a certain point, food is going to be as delicious as it's going to get, right? Yeah. The rest, I think, is more smoke and mirrors. Yeah. You know, to a point, a dish is going to get be delicious and the more expensive rest- restaurants and yeah. fine dining, it's, it's going to look better. Yeah. Um, it's going to be more people presenting it. Exactly, sure, yeah. It. But I think deliciousness gets to a level. Yeah. And you're not going to get, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, yeah, and the Michelin style restaurants are a little bit, it's more formal yeah. um, than... than a lot of the hatted restaurants. Yep. Um, but I think our food matches up. Yeah. Absolutely. I do like Australia's fine dining. It's a bit more free-flowing. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. You know, it's not so... Uh, 
it's gone away from that kind of French fine dining or French Michelin star where it's just very structured and and and, and you know ruled out with a, a ruler on a plate and measured and things like that you know it's a bit more yeah, um, yeah. not rustic I would say but free flowing on the plate and I quite like that yeah absolutely no I love I love um, our restaurants and and you know what we've become yeah right and so I asked you a few questions before we had this mm. uh, podcast what is your best pump up song pre-service Ooh, <clears throat> free to bet free to bet i don't know it yeah 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 it's, it it's a hard <laughs> drum and bass song is it yeah yeah, yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. um we used to play that at gauge got a chef lachlan introduced me to that one it's yeah it's pretty intense okay yeah yeah right <laughs> avici vici i think sync is the one that does it okay yeah and how about the worst service you've had mm worst service I had was probably when I was a temp chef working in Ireland and it was they sent me out to this race course for this Irish races yeah um, and I was it was just like a buffet no it wasn't a buffet it was like um, a la carte sorry and they just put me up there at this place with one other guy I'd never met and they're like oh there's 140 people coming in <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> and all these dockers started coming in. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> and I didn't go back the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. That was so, so bad. Um, we don't really have bad services at Bloom. No. Because everything's so organized. And yeah. we just, it's, it's hard to go down at Bloom because it's, yeah, it's just, we don't even have dick, um, dockets. Oh, they're handwritten or they just, no, not just even. don't have them. Why is that? We don't need to. Yeah. <clears throat> Such a small restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. No dockets. Yeah. We're so set up. And, it's not as it's not as a rock and roll as you think, you know. Yeah, okay. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cruisy. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I love it. No, nah, it's better. <laughs> better than having 120 surprise covers. Yeah, on yeah, your yeah, first yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, so the biggest character you worked with would that be? Ryan? Oh, no, no, no? Uh, easily more than that. This guy called Juraj um, is a Romanian. I think he's a Romanian. Um, he worked over with me uh, with Kev at the forest uh, forest side in at, um, in Cartmel. Yeah. He was he was a wild dude. His his Facebook background picture was him in a children's playground with two AK forty sevens. He used to come home and like make curry paste sandwiches okay. after dinner. Just curry paste, yeah, bread. just curry paste some bread. And he he had he spoke with a really thick accent. Um, he did this lizard impression. I can show you on my phone. He impersonated like a lizard. At drink surf, <laughs> and he said everything was wonderful. He spoke, This is wonderful. <laughs> this is a shiny custard. My pastry chef made a beautiful custard. He's like, What a shiny custard! Yeah, right. and then one day he just left and like just um drove to Romania, just, and, just like that. Yeah, <laughs> in service or just, just didn't come in that day, didn't come in, just, just gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you hear from him again? No, no, I don't. Yeah, but he was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> nice guy. And um, so. If you could invite three people, fictional or actual people, mm-hmm. to a dinner party, uh, who would they be and what would you cook for them? Ooh, three fictional. Three fictional people. Or, or, or real. Or real. It could be either. Uh, I would pick Mark Pierre White. Okay. Because his book, that's so cliche, but White Heat was kind of really inspired me. But everyone says that, though. Have you seen... Have you gone back and watched videos of, of him cooking? Yeah, it's so funny, man. I love those <laughs> that also wouldn't hold up. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, food yeah. from, from yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. 90s, I guess. Yeah. Probably my mum. Okay. Because, you know, she's done everything for me and, and raised me and, you know, kind of funded me at Bloom and, and supported me my whole life. So the second person. And third person... 
Probably Ricky Gervais. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I love his comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's very funny. <laughs> yeah, nice. And um, three chefs uh, in Australia or overseas that you're that you're following? Yep. So Pine, UK. Yep. Um, love their food, love what they're doing, making everything, um, charcuterie, and it's got a Michelin star, and you can see why. Their food is so, so good. Yep. They all they preserve everything. Like um, so, when they come up with a dish, it's like ready to go. Yeah, you know, like so much preservation. What do they so, make charcuterie style? They're doing all kinds of stuff, but um, a lot with pork, um, making their own sausages, like yep. wah, black pudding, yeah, and stuff like that. They use yep. in their dishes, even uh, vegetables as well. Carrot yeah, right. charcuterie, yeah, for the yeah, right. Vegetarians. Um, Restaurant Botanic, yeah, down in um, in South Australia. His food looks incredible. Yeah. The setting as well in the Botanic Gardens and four hours and, and like that. And my dream restaurant where I really want to go and eat is Restaurant Franzen. Yeah. I just got their book. His food is probably the, the best food in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> For me, yep. anyway. Are you familiar with Restaurant Franzen? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stockholm and I'm, yeah. and, um, I'm heading to Adelaide in the weekend for the Tasting Australia and yeah. I'm going to try to go to an event from Justin James. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, he used to be the exec chef of Unimond. So, yeah, some people I know that I've worked with, it's great to see them kind of thrive, you yep. know, um, and, and come you know, and evolve and turn into the top chefs themselves, Yeah, um, which is amazing yeah, just to see that, you know, people you've worked with, you know, as chef parties and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, what would you like to see changed in the industry? Oh, I think expectations of young chefs and the attitude is so different. Like, you know, when I was a young chef, you know, it was this yes chef, no chef and... I you know observed what I didn't want to do, but there's a little a lot more discipline. The industry is so much better now, though. Your working hours and and you know mental health awareness and stuff. But I think there's less and less people cooking. There's a massive staff shortage because I think less and less people want to do it. Yeah. Um, and then the, I think there was a, some government visa thing that changed. I need to look into that, but it was it was something less and less people coming. Okay. Over. Um, so, yeah, there's a huge staff shortage. Yeah. So that needs to change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, chefs don't get paid that much money compared to other trades. You know, what's an electrician on? Underground. Yeah. Chefs, what's a comedy? Chef to party on 65. Yeah. So Comedian. we could, you know, I could start paying my chef to parties 100 grand, but then I'd have to charge yeah. $400 for yeah. the menu and, and no customers would come. So how does that work? But isn't that, isn't that crazy? Because <laughs> you, you got a mechanic. Mm. A car mechanic, for example, you know, and yeah. then just the labor yeah. is probably what a hundred bucks an hour, yeah, for yeah, one person yeah, exactly. to work on that car, exactly. plus parts, plus you know, yeah. And then you look at a restaurant; if you work it out, labor cost, it's it's nothing. Can, can yeah, out. exactly, exactly. You know, and then mm. you pay. Mm. We went to dinner the other night. We paid one hundred and fifty dollars for about three hours of of pretty much nonstop eating and drinking. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a bit more than yeah. One hour's labor from one person. Yeah, I know. and how much work goes into a into yeah, a kitchen? Know. You know the overheads, yeah, exactly. the, the staff costs, the yeah. produce. Un- yeah, unfortunately, I don't think people will ever see it though. No, they just want. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, hey. Yeah, it's um, a catch twenty two. Mm. So yeah, there's a lot of great things and a lot of bad things. And what are some good? Well, first of all, you know, work life balance. Yeah, you know, eighty hour weeks are kind of done now. Yeah. Sure, thank God. So that's great, and just uh, more empathy yep. with not just physical health but with mental health. Yeah, with camaraderie. Chefs in prison, we all get along really well. Yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah. There's no like competition or anything no. and stuff. It's an amazing industry. Like we do our um, hospital only events. Okay. At Bloom, I want to do a, the menu inspired one next. 
The You've seen the movie The Menu? Ah, yeah. So you're going to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do the Instagram course where you you get it sent, sit on the fan, you just take it away before you can eat it. Oh, yeah. Just a photo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was the bread course, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the hospitality industry, like, you know, if I recognize a chef coming to Bloom, I'll make sure they get an extra course. Yeah. Look after each other. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a really tight hospitality industry because it's, it's personal working with someone 18 hours, 16 14 hours a day. Yeah. You see them more than your wife sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's a very, it's it's almost like you're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, when you're an accountant and you're sitting in the accounting office, it's not it's not that personal. No. I don't think so it is anyway. I, no, I wouldn't know but, but no. in a, in, a, in a restaurant it's very like yeah. you can go from being in love to very quickly like yeah, yeah, argument, blow up and blow yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's no, it's not anywhere near as personal I can. I don't no. think that they would have anywhere close to the kind of banter that, that chefs have. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. workers long together, are stressed, you know. Exactly. Have a drink after work, you yeah. know, and yeah. talk shit, like yeah. none of it. Um, yeah. I mean I I maybe there's a heap of accountants that might Mm. listen and say that's not not the case but <laughs> I, I can't imagine it's also like of all of all professions like you've probably chosen the the one yeah. i consider like the most boring you yeah know, the kind of people yeah, sitting yeah. there and yeah yeah with yeah. their calculators but i yeah, yeah maybe yeah. not yeah, right. yeah so yeah there's a lot of great things as well so i love it i you know it's going to be my i would never do anything else yeah um I never would never considered doing anything else. No, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not every day that I come to work saying oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. like I've had plenty of times where I'm just like I'm yeah. fucking over this. Like, yeah. but you know, it's got to be. It's it's my career, and yeah, yeah, it's going to be that till the end. It is hard though. You, how long have you done it for? Started when I was sixteen. Yeah, so nineteen years, eighteen years, eighteen years. Yeah. yeah, it is also hard. Like you're obviously very successful with what you're doing, but there are a lot of chefs I think that that kind of didn't reach that or didn't. No, and then. They would like to maybe get out or have gotten out. I know a lot of chefs who have started lawnmower businesses. Yeah. It's just yeah, what do you yeah, do, yeah. you know, yeah. with, with 18 years of, of an industry and, and then without any kind of formal training, anything else, it's very difficult. But there are a lot of skills that kind yeah. of cross over to yeah. other industries. Yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, obviously you can – chefs, I don't mm. know, many other yeah. jobs that can work as well under pressure within time limits. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. stress, handle stress, yeah. um, disciplined – you know, if at that level, you know. But, yeah, I do think a lot of chefs have... A lot of chefs become, um, like, reps. Yeah, I've noticed that too, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, yeah. I think a lot of them, just during COVID, they, they couldn't work in kitchens anymore, and they're like, the reps are like, yeah, come yeah. come here for 10 hours a, you know, a week to start with. And, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're like, wow, this is sitting in a, a truck all day, and then yeah. take some boxes out. Like, they do it anyway. They put yeah. the boxes away anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all my reps are ex-chefs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, good, yeah. it's good for the chefs that are still in it, though. At least, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they know, like, mm. I think, yeah, time. when you're a chef and you're 50 years old, though, 55, your your choices of what you can do are get more limited. You're definitely not going to be on a section. Well, you could be, sorry. I'm not say that. It's a yeah. lot of healthy fit 55-year-olds. Yeah. But a lot of them aren't. You yeah. know, what are your options going to be? Executive chef? Yeah. Or a restaurateur? Yeah. Or, you know, cooking classes. Yeah. But there's it starts to get thinner and thinner. It does, yeah. yeah. And then the ones that can be executive chefs sitting in an office all day, mm. they're the cream of the crop. There's not, you know, yeah. of the 55-year-old chefs that are still working. Yeah, exactly. Not even a percent of those are probably at that level. No. And God, so, no. Yeah. I would hate to be like a 55-year-old and still be a commie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. in... Yeah. in in Germany, they do apprenticeships for everything, and they. Um, I knew a girl who did an apprenticeship in a in a supermarket, and she was told that she would have to 
repeat a year because she wasn't ready okay. to, to qualify wow. in a supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. So I would also <laughs> reconsider everything <laughs> about life. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, yeah. on that note, thank you very much for joining. Thank you. Yeah, Loved it's it. been, been great. Awesome. And I will definitely come out to the scenic room. Love to have you. Thank, thank you. you. On the next episode. I'm a bit sad about the level of chess in the recent years. Um, obviously, the amount of hours they work. Also, just, just the cost of living and the cost price of labor, also the restaurant. It is hard to build new chefs, like the new generation chefs. They're not learning everything step by step. That's how I feel. Like This was a Life in the Past podcast brought to you by Hunter Street Hospitality, recorded by me, Jeremy Fennick, edited by Dan Parfit, and produced by Life in the Past.